Welcome to another edition of the Instant Journeyman Podcast, Whatever Wednesday series. That's where we have guests from all over the map to talk about anything ranging from sports to politics, musicals, food, and even safety, or really whatever we want to talk about. Uh, So please enjoy. All right. And today's guest is Alicia Kwiatkowski. Alicia is the assistant director of front office and guest recognition at Faina Hotel in Miami Beach, Florida. Uh, Alicia has been in the hotel industry through some pretty crazy times. Uh, she has been through the 2008 uh, housing crisis um, and the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, both have had major effects on the travel industry, and uh, we talk about that. Uh, we talk about how she ended up in Miami, how she got into hospitality management, uh, and, uh, where she thinks the industry is headed after, uh, this pandemic and, uh, how it has been during the pandemic, right? This is a very unique time, especially for the travel industry. Uh, so if you're a travel nerd like me, uh, you know, this is a great podcast to learn about some hotel uh, you know, insights and things like that, and hear about one of my favorite uh, luxury hotels out there. Uh, when I say luxury, this is one of the highest end hotels you could ever, you know, uh, uh, visit. So uh, tune in and enjoy. All right, welcome, Alicia. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Jeremy? I'm doing very well. So uh, for those of you that are, are tuning in, Alicia is the Assistant Director of Front Office uh, and, and Guest Recognition at Faina. Mm-hmm. And Faina is, I, so I'm, I'm going to say this and you can correct me, but Faina is probably the nicest hotel on South Beach or Miami Beach. I don't know mm-hmm. what it's considered, but uh, it, is, it is phenomenal. Um, it is a very, very high end <laughs> hotel. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would say, like I would to say think that, that we're the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say that you guys, you guys are, and, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Ritz Carlton, but I would say that you guys mm-hmm. are like one step above Ritz Carlton even. I Just think that, so. Right? And we're, we're different and we're not trying to really compete with the Four Seasons, the Ritz Carlton, you know, the big corporations that have kind of paved the way for luxury hotels. Um, but that is our competition. Um, but we're just trying to be different. We have more of a boutique feel. It's more of an art feel. We are displaying and showcasing a lot of different artists and art. Um, so it's a different target market a little bit. Um, and just a different vibe, a different um a different look, I guess, for luxury. Yeah, it's it, it really is. Uh, I I had the uh, privilege of staying at uh, your, your mm-hmm. one of your properties, um, not too. Oh, actually, actually, it was a while ago. Um, and I think like three, I, four years uh, ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually yeah for one of uh, my wife's birthday. I, at the time, she was just mm-hmm. just a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, the, one of one of the most uh, you know, the the coolest th- features, and and this is something I've never done before. I'm gonna share my screen, and uh, I want to see if if you can see it as well. I don't know, um, but it is. Can you see this? No. Mm, no. Not yet. Not yet. Not I don't on. see it. 
let's see here. Um, I want to share Safari. Share. No, okay, I don't know. I, I tried. I tried to, to to be tech savvy and 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 share the uh, <laughs> the golden elephant that you guys have. Is it still yes, there? Yes, it's absolutely still there. Um, it is, actually, it is you, unreal. <laughs> do you want to hear a funny story about our our elephant? Um, yeah. So yes, please do. <laughs> we it's actually um, a mammoth. I don't mean to correct you, but. Oh, if a mammoth. Anybody oh, from yeah. Faina hears this and that I'm referring to it as an elephant, it won't be, it won't go over well, but it's, a, an, it's an actual mammoth skeleton covered in gold and it's kept in a uh, climate controlled box outside. When we had Hurricane Irma about two, three years back come through yeah. um, and we were preparing for it, we actually had to... Um, evacuate the hotel and all of the guests, relocate them. We were closed for about three days. But before the actual hurricane came through, we had so many guests, past and present, call and ask if the mammoth was going to be okay and what we were going to do to protect the mammoth during the storm. It's like, oh, don't worry that's... about us. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. A lot of people were calling about that? Yes, literally I myself took at least four or five calls and other employees were having the same questions. Wow. Wow. That's <laughs> hilarious. No, that's, that's funny. It's so if, if you, if you are listening to this or because I couldn't share it on here, maybe I'll figure mm -hmm. out, yeah, you know what? I'll figure out how to splice it into the YouTube, uh, uh, video, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to put huh. the mammoth up there. It's, it's really, it's a sight to see, man. Okay. It is very, very cool. Uh, and and you guys, I I mean, what's the story behind that? Why did what was it? Is it just is it art? And and you guys decided mm -hmm. to include it? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, so it is an actual piece of art. It belonged to one of our investors, um, and he didn't really know where to put it. So it became kind of a centerpiece and a um, you know a talking point and a visitors point of the hotel yeah so so for those of you that are listening when you walk out of the the lobby area you have a, a restaurant to your left and then you you walk out and it's like it's like the focal point when you walk out like it's a little bit further mm -hmm. out it's towards the pool and towards the beach and it's it's just so neat uh so neat to see and 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 like you said it's a in a, in a climate controlled box it's uh, yes. it's it's very it's very funny <laughs> to see, and you're like you're like, what the hell is this doing here? And 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 you're you're almost like it's it's got to be fake because it's you know it's 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 wrapped in gold or covered in gold or whatever, and you're like, mm -hmm. what is this? But yeah, so it's very cool. Um, it's right between the hotel and the ocean. And fun fact, and I can say this because it's on her public Instagram, but Beyonce and Jay Z have a picture in front of the mammoth too that she posted on her Instagram. Oh, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, very so cool. that's pretty cool. I have to see. I don't know if I have a picture of me in front of it. I don't know. I mean, that'd be cool if I, you know, Jay-Z and I, know. I were there. I could, I could cut Beyonce out and just put Jay-Z <laughs> and I there. Um, but no. That'd be very cool. uh, so so that, that's very neat. So so explain to us. Uh, I, I, well, I wanted to have you on because of what is going on with you know COVID and the travel industry, right? I, mm -hmm. I travel for a living. But mm -hmm. you 
you know, you are in hospitality uh, and hospitality management, and you uh, have seen it firsthand. So I, I wanted to just kind of get get an idea. I haven't I haven't stayed at a hotel in about a year. So oh wow, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like we stopped traveling completely. So yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, how how is how is the the industry in a whole as a whole? Because you you would obviously have an idea of that, and mm-hmm. then on top of that, you know, how is it in Miami? Um, you know, how 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 did it go? Was it was it a lot of layoffs? Was it a lot of like you know just we're shutting down? We're not even having anybody come in, or were you guys open with a you know, no pun intended, but skeleton crew, right? We we're talking about skeletons earlier with the mammoth. <laughs> but uh, what? What was what, what? What? Give us a little four one one on like how how was the industry as a whole? Like how did it affect it? And then is it bouncing back, or is it going to take you know years to bounce back? So there's a few different layers. Um, so it's been now a year since almost to the day that this kind mm-hmm. of hit us um, as a country, especially um, we were mandatorily closed, actually all of the hotels in Miami Beach, um, March 23rd of 2020. I remember this day for a long time because it was just so what? sudden. Um, we had to close the hotel, we had to close our hotel. All of the hotels in Miami Beach had to close and everybody was literally what they called furloughed. I never really mm-hmm. knew what furlough meant until this happened, um, but that was like the new key term of of the pandemic. (laughs) So we were closed. Um, Obviously, when the whole COVID thing started, we thought it was going to be maybe two weeks, maybe a month. Um, I actually went to visit my parents who now live in Central Florida. And I said, Oh, you know, I'll stay for a week, spend a little time with them. um, And then head back to Miami. I'm sure I'll be back to work very shortly. Um, Obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so even the beaches were closed, all of the hotels were closed, and then they were reopened again in June. Um, okay. Faina was able to reopen around June 1st, and then as a hotel, we made the decision to open June 12th. Um, I actually went back the day of reopening. I was part of the opening team, but as you mentioned, skeleton crew. Um, right. They kept a lot of employees still on furlough. And then they thought they would just kind of bring them back a little bit by little bit. Um, in that time period, it was about three months. We lost a few employees just voluntarily. They either got different jobs. They started to do something different. They moved. Um, right. It was just a really weird time. I mean, and this is kind of just like navigating through this brand new world that we're in, especially for hospitality. And it was really sad because not only was Miami affected, but, you know, the whole country was affected. But we were super affected because we were actually, like, not even able to operate. Right. Where there are a lot of hotels in the country, a lot of cities that weren't, you know, closing their hotels as a mandatory precaution. Right. So we reopened in June. The first week or two of that reopening was crazy. Everybody was excited. That felt safe enough, was excited to travel, Um we had mainly people from the States coming to Miami at that point, but there was still some international travel. Uh, a lot of the borders were closed, but a lot were still open. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw some of that. Then 
I don't know if you remember this, but the cases started to surge. Yeah. And by like the end of June, all of a sudden there were, you know, 7,000, 8,000, 10,000 cases in Miami and um, everybody freaked out. Rightly so. Um, So we really went from being super busy, maybe picking up 50, 60, 70% occupancy those first couple weeks of June to just dying down into like the 15%, 20%, 30%. So we had to start furloughing more Mm -hmm. people again that were brought back for the opening June team. Um, It continued to get worse in July and August. And even though the beaches were open, even though the hotels were allowed to be open, we were suffering from a business perspective. Um, So the ownership and the management you know, team decided to close the hotel indefinitely, um, obviously opening when business was going to be back better. Right. So we closed then again for another August, September, October for another about three and a half months. Wow. So I was re furloughed. <laughs> right. And they kept again, you know, a super skeleton crew because the hotel was still operating. They still had to, you know, run the water, run the electricity, uh, have security there, you know, you just can't have this, this property standing there. Um, yeah. You know, with, with the doors locked. Oh, thank right. you. And, um, <laughs> you know, the pool, the pool people had to still come because, you know, you don't want the pool to turn green, stupid stuff like that. Um, yeah. But all of the, you know, really operation staffing was completely furloughed again or laid off. Then we were lucky enough where we opened up again, uh, beginning of November, and then since the beginning of November, we've just seen an increase in uh, travel. Um, with our governor here in Florida, he is obviously encouraging businesses to be open and yeah. our numbers are comparable with other states. So with the weather, um, yeah. the politics, just in the country in general, um, a lot of people coming from New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, the Northeast, LA, California, and Texas, um, it's just been a huge surge of this new business coming to Miami. And um, I haven't ever seen Miami this busy in years. That is in the last crazy. month, month and a half. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I actually, I know uh, a friend of mine, she, she went from LA to Miami, like for like a mm-hmm. birthday party or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know a couple people from New York that went down to Miami for, you know, a couple days. Um, you know, my buddy Gary was looking to go, he didn't end up going, but, yeah. uh, yeah. And you met, you met Gary. I met um, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, they, they, uh, I think they did business, uh, with Faina a while back, if I'm not mistaken. They did. He had a, he had a group. Did, he used to work for Equinox, right? Still does. Yeah. Yep, we had a big, does. yep. We had a big group with them, uh, a few years yeah. back. Yeah. Awesome. They're, they're, they're great. Um, but yeah, I, I, dude, I, I, I see it all over the news. Um, you know, obviously, uh, politics aside, uh, Ron DeSantis, you know, Governor Ron DeSantis is, is opening up and he's encouraging it, like you said. And mm-hmm. I, I think from a business aspect, uh, it's amazing, right? Like, because so mm-hmm. many people were, like you said, furloughed for so long. And yeah. now, you know, to get back and, and get businesses running up again and to have comparable numbers for COVID 
to, to other states that are still locked down, that's that's amazing. Um, so I, I don't know what you guys are doing to uh, minimize the COVID uh, spreading, but it, you guys are doing a good job down in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. So in Miami-Dade, um, there are a couple big things that they are still trying to you know, prevent the spread. Um, mask wearing is mandatory really everywhere, even though it's not mandatory for the state of Florida, Miami-Dade County is, is mandatory. Oh, really? That's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I did not know yes. that. So they, they still require you to wear a mask when you're in public. Um, Correct. You know, obviously when you go to dinner, you could take it off when you're eating, but when you exactly you know, at leave, the restaurant, yeah. yeah. Beaches, um, you could take them off. I'm assuming when you're distancing. Exactly. Beaches, parks, I think like if you're running and stuff, you can take them off. Um, obviously, like you said, in restaurants and then, uh, you know, it's also not really that strictly enforced. Right. Um, it is, but it isn't. Do you know what I mean? Like people feel that they need to and they're, and then businesses, restaurants, stores are individually enforcing it. But um, I mean, in Miami Beach, you're supposed to wear one outside. But if right. you look at videos of spring break now, and I haven't Ooh. been there because it's like insane. Uh, Ocean Drive, yeah. South Beach, people walking around. It looks like busier pre- than pre-COVID. There, yeah, there's, there's a, I think it's like Miami Certified or Miami Lifestyle or something on Instagram. Lifestyle Miami, yeah. Yes, yeah. Lifestyle Miami. And I'm like... Holy crap, man. These people yeah. are nuts. I mean, nuts. just dancing on cars on Ocean Drive. And I'm like, oh. And there was just mm-hmm. a, a shooting in, 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 in Miami Beach near Ocean Drive uh, yesterday yeah. or last night. I'm just like, oh, my God, man. But, yeah. They, there's been a few South of Beach those has always been crazy. Too. Agreed. Yeah. I feel like it's getting crazier. And that's, that's I, I love Miami. And I don't want to see it turn into this either because a lot of people you know live here and enjoy the beaches as residents of the city and we don't want to see it being ruined or spoiled or you know being more crime infested uh yeah without his towners that's not cool no no i mean but but we see like me we you know i still have a place in miami and i miami Mm -hmm. i love like that i will be back down there once kids are grown and all that stuff but um (laughs) uh, but miami we've always seen that um you know during you know certain times like spring break it always Mm -hmm. gets ridiculously crazy um i know memorial is it memorial day weekend it gets absolutely nuts uh and then uh you know fourth of july is okay uh, mm-hmm. and Labor Day is okay, but, but yeah, those are the two spring break time and Memorial Day weekend, Memorial Day. uh, just, yep. just get really ridiculous. And, uh, it's, it's hard to see a uh, Halloween is, is another night that gets pretty ridiculous in Miami. Yes. Lincoln road. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, so I'll, I'll say it is, um, it's not surprising that it's, it's getting crazy because, like you said, it is spring break. But uh, you hope that that will go away and people kind of, yeah. you know, act a little bit more mature. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, so, 
they're in public. So they're not that, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, so now that you you guys are are, are back open, the industry. Mm-hmm. Do you do you see the industry? You think it's gonna you know spike up again because you know people have that travel bug. People haven't been able to travel for a year or so. So, do you think it's gonna uh, spike up, or do you think people are gonna go little by little? It's gonna just inch forward because they're gonna be cautious, uh, just out of curiosity. What's your thoughts on mm-hmm. that? I think I don't know if it'll spike, um, but I think it's gonna continue to be busy. That and that consist it'll stay consistent. Usually, summer season, as you know from living here, is our slow season. Um, we don't get as much travel. Um, the rates in hotels obviously goes down a bit because we're trying to build more business, but I think it's not going to slow down. Um, it's going to stay busy. Usually once Easter passes, um, you know, mid and spring, everybody filters through their spring breaks by the end of April, early May, you see a huge shift downwards in business. I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. I think a lot of people are getting vaccinated now. Um, and mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of, you know, a lot more people over 65 want to travel. They feel safe now. Um, they're going to use the opportunity for the summer to take some summer vacations, uh, staycations, anywhere. Even Floridians will come to the beach. They want to stay in a nice hotel. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of that as well, especially now that a lot of the vaccines are rolling out. A lot of our vaccinated uh, guests are comfortable traveling um and then people that have had covid they think they're invincible now they have antibodies they're traveling um, and they're (laughs) going to continue to do so and then you have the other group which i like to call uh i break it down into three groups the third group is the people that just don't care and they you know they're just lucky and not lucky they're they feeling lucky that they're able to go somewhere where they can be freer and enjoy life and go to restaurants and sit inside and not, you know, have to wear masks, quote unquote. Right. So yeah, it's no, going to continue. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'll say this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to travel. Uh, you, yeah. you, you mentioned staycationers and I never understood, um, you know, people like, why would you, why would you stay at a hotel in your, you know, in your hometown? Like I, and, and I lived in Miami yeah. for 13 years um, mm-hmm. and I would say almost every year I stayed in a hotel in Miami for, you know, two nights, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. if not, we would do it a couple of times, but like Mandarin Oriental, I stayed at, you know, mm-hmm. I stayed at the, uh, the Conrad downtown. Um, uh, what was the other one that I really liked downtown? There was another one. Um, oh, the, the Marriott, uh, it wasn't the Marriott Marquis. It was the JW Marriott downtown. A mm-hmm. uh, little older, not as you know, fresh and modern. But I, I love that hotel. Mm-hmm. It's very quiet, very like rich looking. So it was, it was mm-hmm. nice. Now Absolutely. let's uh, let's 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 get a little little insider stuff. Uh, you don't have to talk <laughs> about Faina policy or processes and policies and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, you've worked at many hotels. Not many, I shouldn't say many. But you've worked at a, a fair I share of at hotels. Many. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I worked at. Um, I've jumped around a little bit, especially here in Miami. But. Yeah, well, you know that was, it was so funny. I I was like, I know that you've you've been at like three or four that I've known of, three that I've known mm-hmm. of, and I'm mm-hmm. like, 
I don't know because she went back to the one and then she's back at the other. I was like, I know she's been yeah. to a couple places a couple times. I was like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta ask her where she's at. But you've been, mm-hmm. you've been at Faina for for quite a while now, right? Yes. Um, so I was there actually in 2017, and then I just came back in January 2020. Um, so I left. I went to Four Seasons in Brickle, yep. um, and then I I came back. So I did something a little bit different. Um, I tried to get out of. Uh, what we call in our hospitality lingo, um, quote unquote, operations. Um, mm-hmm. So I was more in an office. I was doing reservations. So I had a little bit better schedule. Um, I was more in an office, but I hated it because I loved being in front of the people and working with the guests. And yes, the schedule is a lot worse, um, but the energy, uh, making a difference, the reason I do what I do is is there in the front desk and in operations and even the team that I work with. Um, so I did go back and um, I've been there now for a little over a year and I love it. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. No, and and like I said, I, I I can't say it enough. The hotel is gorgeous. Like the rooms are awesome. The there's there's a there's a like a, a theater room. Is that still well? Obviously, it's not open now, but it actually it, was. it is. It is. We have our first uh, show since reopening. Um, it's called Trist, and um, we just opened on March fifth with our opening date for that. So it's every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have the Trist Cabaret in our theater, our Faena Theater. So and the theater is awesome. It is it is really cool yeah. looking. It's um. It's 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 a it's a sight to see. Uh, when I when I went to <laughs> Faina, you, you you gave me a nice little tour, and whew, it is it is cool. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so so when in in the industry, um, what is the typical? And I didn't know this, but what is the typical um, capa- like not capacity uh, like nightly stay rate or whatever you call it like uh, occupancy. What's, mm-hmm. What is the typical at any hotel? Not not Faina, not not like anything, but in the industry. And you've you've been in the Miami industry for a while now, so mm-hmm. typically the hotels in Miami. What's the occupancy on average for the year? You want to typically be sitting at about fifty or sixty percent to maximize your profits and budget. Um, obviously, that changes depending on your location. Uh, Miami is very. It's different because you have your beach hotels and then you have your city hotels. Uh, right. So you're really having kind of two target markets. Um, but in order to be profitable, um, I would say around 50 or 60%. I mean, you're obviously looking at a bunch of different numbers as well. Um, you know, revenue per available room, how much you're, you know, how much it costs to maintain a room versus what you're charging, um, you know, trends in the industry. Every hotel has their own you know, competitive set that we're comparing numbers with, with their own, you know, revenue teams and reporting systems. Um, so there's a lot that you're looking at. But in order to be profitable, you're trying to look at about 50 or 60% for the year. Um, and that's taking into, um, it's taking into looking at the slow season and the busy season. Right. So, so, you know, busy season, you might be at 80%, 90%, uh, you know, occupancy and then slow season, exactly. you might even get down to what's, what's the lowest you've seen, um, you know, hotels in, in, in Brickell mm-hmm. or, or, or Miami beach. What's the lowest occupancy other than being closed? Pre-co- <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pre-COVID. Um, pre-COVID, you don't want to really be below like 30%. 
Um, so you'll have some okay. days peppered in here and there where you're like 30, 35 percent. Um, but yeah, you should be sitting even in this, like the slower season um, above that. And now I don't know if you know this, uh, but uh, like when you say you, you figure out what the the cost is for that room, how do you figure that out? Like what what is it? What is it based off of? I and I as mm-hmm. as a as a traveler, I'm always interested how you know like when I sit at the Ritz Carlton, it's like you know five hundred and fifty dollars a night, and I get my corporate rate at three fifty. I'm like, yeah. yes, like I got I got a deal, right? You know, like I'm I'm excited. Exactly. But I'm like I'm like, how do I get this for three fifty? And how how is you know somebody else getting it for five fifty? Like, mm-hmm. what's the the cost is the same? Correct. You know, for them to to to, to rent it out or whatever. Absolutely. The cost is the same. Um, And then you're just looking at your profit margin, which is where the higher rates come in. Um, When you have a discounted rate, like a corporate rate or friends and family rate, even um, that rate is always going to at least be a little bit above how much the room actually costs to rent out. And then obviously you're looking at rooms that are staying empty, um, which is where the occupancy levels come into play. Right. Um, But you calculate how much it costs for a room by the um, the labor to clean the room or to maintain mm-hmm. the room, um, and then the uh, products that go into the room. So your linen, from you know a cleaning perspective and from a cost perspective, uh, all the amenities that you have in the room, you know, soap, shampoos, lotions, notepads, things like that. Um, a lot of the things that, you know, people take with them, that's obviously oh. included in the cost of the room and you're free to take it. If you want to take all the little shampoos, like Guilty. I know people, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I know a lot of people that have a huge collection of yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> hotel amenities. If you, if you walked into my apartment in Miami, my front closet, I had two baskets one basket was just like shower gels and like soaps and then the other mm-hmm. was shampoos and then conditioners and uh, you never had to buy your own <laughs> no and 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 you know what it well you know what I, I used it for is when i would have friends and family come visit me i would be like mm-hmm. hey you know because i don't they don't need to be using my stuff or maybe they don't like my stuff so i'd be like here here's your own shampoos you know take yeah. it yeah, but yeah, that's, exactly. That's uh, that's funny. So that's that's calculated into the price. So that's good to know. I did something yeah. bad. Hold on. Yes, oh. I'm here. I, I don't know. I don't know what I did. Press something. Let's see. Deny. Cancel. All right. Cool. I'm back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um, no, that's awesome. That's good to know. You have your own. It's good to know that it's all visiting. it's all bundled into that price. You know, like I I I take the slippers too. I, I have a whole bin of slippers because I wear slippers all around the house. You know, in my apartment, yeah. I used to wear slippers every day. I wear slippers every day while I'm in the house. So, you yeah. know, I wear them. And, but it's been a year since I've been able to replenish any. So I'm, I'm getting, getting to the your, point. Where your supply must be low. <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. I, over the past, I think it was like, yeah, like 12 years that, or maybe 10 years that I've been collecting slippers. Um, I have quite a few. I, I, I literally still have a whole plastic bin <laughs> filled with slippers. That's uh, amazing. And you can use those for your guests too. I mean, that's a really hospitable touch. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I um, uh, when my sister-in-law, uh, when she, she went to, we used to go to the Outer Banks, you know, Shay and Chad mm-hmm. Zappia. Uh, I used to go to the mm-hmm. Outer Banks with them and, and that's how I met my wife actually. And, um, 
she saw my slippers the first year I went. And then the second year we went, I brought her her own slippers because she <laughs> loved wearing them. So I was like, all right. But yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very thoughtful when it comes to slippers. That's awesome. I, I, I feel like I have a, a hand in that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. And that behavior. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, so, let me uh, let me let me ask you a couple other things about about the, the hotel industry. Um, mm-hmm. When when you when you went to, to college, did you go for hospitality management? Think did you know did. you were into it? I did. Um, <laughs> recently, I still tell myself, "What the hell was I thinking?" <laughs> um, but <laughs> I had been interested in, I guess, hospitality, hotels, resort management since I was a kid. Um, my family, I don't know if you knew this, but every year in the summer, my family and I would go um, to a resort in the Stone, in Stony Lake in Canada, in the Kawarthas, uh, which oh, is wow. about three and a half, four hours north of Toronto. Um, oh, wow. And we stayed at this kind of like fishing resort, but it had like cabins, but they were luxury cabins. I mean, they weren't luxury like um, right. Faena. We're from Buffalo, New York, you know, right. but... <laughs> They were very nice cabins and, you know, they had a whole team there, an amazing kids program. Um, And you can see the management and the employees, it was family owned, that were contributing to this beautiful resort every year. We got to really, you know, know them well. We would go every year for, I don't know, maybe at least 10 or 15 years. So one day as I was getting a little bit older, my parents were like, you know, if you're interested, because I would always ask a lot of questions about the operation of the property and um, you know, the employees there, things like that. And I guess they saw that I was taking an interest in that. Um, so maybe like around middle school age, they would ask me, you know, are you interested maybe in, in hospitality and hotel or resort management? Um, and as I got a little bit older from there, I looked into it further. You know, I loved the whole concept of it. I love the traveling concept. I love the luxury concept, um, seeing big cities. And getting out of that like small town life, I guess. And I really took an interest in it and I went to school for it. I went to Niagara University and I have a bachelor's degree in hotel management. <laughs> nice. That's see, yeah. that's cool. I and when I when I when I went to, cool to college I, I was I was thinking hotel management or hospitality management and then mm-hmm. I got sidetracked. You know, I met a couple people in, in Wall Street and I was like, Oh, Wow, you guys make a lot of money. I want to do that. <laughs> and then, and yeah. then, um, you know, it was it was the schedule that that uh, really got me. Where I was like, I don't know if I want to work. Uh, you know, like holidays, and you know, because you guys, you guys don't, you guys don't get holidays off. It's you know, that's that's your busy season. Correct. Especially yeah, living in Miami too. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially living in Miami. My brother-in-law mm-hmm. works for uh, Tau Group out in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And he gets he gets one holiday off. It's either Thanksgiving or Christmas. And oh. since he's you know he's like ah, I I take Thanksgiving off. So he he comes home for Thanksgiving and that's it. Um, yeah, that's his big holiday. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now with you, you where did you where did you start your career off? Just out of curiosity, were you in a Buffalo hotel or did you were you outside of the state or outside of Buffalo? So part of the program I was in um, at Niagara was. Um, in order to graduate, we did have to have on-the-job hours. Okay. So I have always been, like, a pretty uh, hard worker. Um, even since I was, like, 15, 16 years old, I taught at um, Western New York Karate Studio 
uh, for a long time. That was my first job at 15. Um, Wait a minute. We're not going to browse yeah. over that. I, were you were in karate? <laughs> I was in karate, yeah. Wait, I you know what? I think, I think I believe I remember seeing a picture of you in a karate. Uh, was it kimono? Is it no? Uh, it, it, uh, Clothes. It's, it's, it's called a gi or a uniform. Oh, so it's it's a gi. Yeah. So a we gi. have gis yeah. in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I exactly. I didn't know that yeah, that's yeah. what they call it over there too. Okay. Okay. So so I think if I'm not mistaken, I've seen a picture of you in a karate gi. Okay, that makes sense now. Probably. So <laughs> when when did you get your black belt? When I was seventeen, sixteen or seventeen, right around there. I was a wow. senior, and I got my black belt. A junior or a senior. I think I was a senior in high school. I didn't tell a lot of people though, so like only my really like close group of friends knew. Right. Um, but but yeah, that's a that huge accomplishment. Super huge. Actually, it was probably you know in my top, I guess, five accomplishments of life thus far. It was it was really challenging, and um, I I do take a lot of pride in it actually. <laughs> do you, do you, you you still practice it at all or no? No, I have a little bit on and off uh, as an adult, but with my schedule, it's been tough. Um, but it did lead me to do um, like a lot of different, when I do work out, like I love to do kickboxing, which is very similar, um, mm. you know, yoga and things like that. So it did like kind of pave the way for, um, you know, being, uh, yeah, a fit person. So I wish, wow. I know someday I hope to do, you know, if I ever have kids, maybe I'll, you know, get them into it and I can join with them. But um, it's definitely something that you take into you, your whole life and your future. That's very cool. Oh, That's very yeah. cool. I, I love how you just browsed over that. You're just like, yeah, you know, did the. I was like, wait, what? Time out. You thought, like, come on. You're like, I didn't know that. We're gonna, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna blow over that. That's a pretty big accomplishment. <laughs> um, That's cool. So, so okay. So you were, oh, yeah. you know, you were teaching and and then. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean no, to. No, that's okay. I, I totally got off topic too. Um, so I've always been a pretty hard worker. And then I was doing retail for a little while, obviously in college, uh, the first couple of years, part-time just for beer money. And <laughs> then, <laughs> you know how it is. Um, and then I started working at the Four Points by Sheridan in Niagara Falls. Um, and I was okay. working at the front desk there, honestly. Still to this day, that was one of my favorite hospitality jobs. Um, really? I learned so much. It was so much fun. Uh, the location was super, super cool. We were like a 10-minute walk away from Niagara Falls. Um, I made some great friends. I actually had a couple um, classmates that were working with me in my hospitality program. So we had like a blast at work. Um, I was making $7 an hour. I think maybe that was minimum wage back then. Um <laughs> So it was a hundred bucks a week, but it was a blast. Like I had such a good time. Um, so that was my foot into uh, hotels. And wow. then I started interviewing with the big guns, um, our junior and senior year of, of college. Um, they used to take us on a lot of trips to New York City. Um, okay. And actually, I was going to bring this up to you. And this might sound like super, super creepy, but... I think this was right around the time that you may have been living there. And I swear to God, on one of our trips, I thought that I saw you like when we were walking around. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible because I, I, I legit used to walk everywhere. I, I was a yeah. very big explorer in, in New York City when I moved there. 
Um, mm-hmm. I moved there when I was 17 years old. So if it was anywhere yeah. between the age of 17 and 22, chances mm-hmm. are that, yeah, you probably saw me. I don't know if it was maybe Times Square. There's a really good chance, too, because I used yeah. to Yeah, it was definitely right Times around Square. that area. <gasps> no yeah. way. I, I knew yeah. it was you. I knew it was you. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, I think that's Jeremy and Jeffy. And I was with a group yeah. of people, and, like, it was, you know, not really appropriate to, like, as we were passing by to, like, turn around and say, oh, my God, hey. But I'd be like, hey, Jeremy. They will remember that. <laughs> yeah. I now, I mean, knowing what I know now, I should have done that. But that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was <laughs> uh, most likely that was me, honestly. I, um, yeah. It's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so with that being said, they used to take us to New York City all the time. Um, and we had a lot of alumni that worked in the different hotels in Manhattan, uh, Waldorf Astoria, the Plaza, uh, Four Seasons, Waldorf. Uh, and Central Waldorf Park. Waldorf Astoria is one of my favorites. Classic, classic, classic. What a cool property. What cool history. Um, yep. That was one of my favorite visits. And we actually stayed there for a couple nights, too, as a, as a group. So I actually interviewed with Waldorf. Um, I think I received a job offer, but my parents were adamant to not let me work in um, in Manhattan. In they Yeah, really? they just did not want me to work in New York. They said it's expensive. I think they were a little bit scared, too. Um, you yeah. Know, just for my safety. I don't know why, but, you know, they're small-town people. So, I I, you know. I struggled. Yeah, no, I struggled to uh... – to have uh, my parents let me when I when I was looking at colleges and stuff like that, you know, I looked mm-hmm. at University of Central Florida. Um, I looked at uh, Brockport. Mm-hmm. I looked at a couple others, and then I looked at two in New York City or, or three in New York City. And I was like, I really want to go to New York City. And my dad was like, No, you know, you can go somewhere else. You don't need to go to that. You know, yeah, exactly. Both both parents have never been to New York City, and then I got accepted, Same. and I was like, Can we go? Can we go visit at least? Yeah. And then we visited, and my dad was like, Yeah, you can go here. He's like, It's cool. I I, I feel cool. safe with it. Yeah. yeah. And but the kicker was that we we I moved to New York City. Um, it was a week after we graduated high school. So for those mm-hmm. that are listening, uh, Alicia and I graduated in the same class. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we graduated on a Friday and I left the following Friday or the following Friday. Yeah. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Because so, I, started, I started school. <laughs> I started school the following. I'm sorry. I left the um, Sunday. Uh, so it was like a week and two days later. It was like eight days later, 10 days later. Because um, I, I started move. school on that Monday. Um, that, uh, uh, it was, it was cool. So I took a train down by myself. My parents packed yeah. up a bags and stuff like that. <laughs> took the train down by myself. Uh, I got into, they, you know, we didn't have dorms in New York city. We had, uh, mm-hmm. there was like a, a school sponsored housing. So a bunch mm-hmm. of schools teamed up and there was uh, on 41st and 8th, there mm-hmm. was a school sponsored housing. So it was called the, the Sussex house. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there was kids there that were doing their internship from Ohio, uh, Ohio state. Uh, there oh, was wow. uh, FIU students there. There mm-hmm. were NYU students there. There was everybody there. Uh, and I, and, um, I, I remember I got there, it got situated and then it was, so that was July. And then in September, my parents got a letter saying, Hey, um, we sold the building. And uh, we realized that you signed a, a three-year contract. Uh, so 
the sooner you move out before December, uh, the more money we will give you. So I, I forget they gave us like like four grand or five grand to to move out to break their 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 contract with us. So my mom and dad now at this point they were like we were very comfortable. There's a security guard there. There's this. There's that. <laughs> like all around, you're right in Times Square. And Times Square was not the Times Square that people remember in the '80s and early '90s. It was Times yeah. Square that's like commercialized. You know, super so, commercialized, super safe. People are walking around all night long. Yeah, yeah. So they felt really safe there. Well, all of a sudden that goes away and now we're looking at apartments and that was that, you know, that was like me exploring. I went, I went all over looking for apartments because I was like, Mm -hmm. I am not moving back to Buffalo right now. I am finishing (laughs) school here. And this is like, you know, four months in, I was like, I'll just start. I love it here. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, that's the last option. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I made, I made some amazing, amazing friends from there. I made some amazing friends, uh, that, you know, this kid, Brian, who went to Ohio State, uh, mm-hmm. this girl, Mary, that went to Ohio State, this Trish that went to FIU, and like all these great people, and uh, and had such a great time with them, and then I end up moving out and getting my own place in Tudor City, and uh, and then, man, it was, it, was a, it was an experience and a half. So I understand what your parents were saying, like, eh, because my parents were doing mm-hmm. the same thing, but uh, it was, it was worth it. Um, and, and the Waldorf Astoria, man, that was, uh, that was, I, I stayed there. I stayed there, uh, one night because I went out with my, my uncle. Uh, he, uh, it's my, it's actually my uncle's brother. So uncle-in-law, you know, cause it's, it's, uh, he's not, he's not a blood uncle. Uncle wants to move. Yeah. So I, he, he had he had pretty good money, uh, especially living in Buffalo. So he he liked the finer things in life and stayed at the Waldorf mm-hmm. Astoria. And I was I was 18 years old, and we would go to like Maloney and Pacelli's, which is a nice restaurant steakhouse, mm-hmm. and we'd be drinking wine. And and then the one night I got a little too drunk, and uh, and he was like, just crash on the couch because he had like a one bedroom uh, room at the Waldorf. So I was like, all right, yeah. so I stayed at the Waldorf. We you know we 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 hung out in the I think it's like the Starlight lounge or something like that mm-hmm. down there absolutely it was so cool it was such a yep. such a fun experience but that's where my appreciation living in new york city that's where my appreciation for hotels really yeah. took off because yeah you see so many cool hotels like the plaza mm-hmm. um you mm-hmm. know like uh the the marriott marquis in in times square like that was a really cool hotel you know before they did the renovations now it looks even better you know like mm-hmm. all these different hotels and i'm just like man you know the omnis the you know the Ritz Carlton's there. So I'm just like, yes. man, I, I had a, I had a great experience, uh, and, and, you know, elementary education of hotels when it came to New York city hotels. Exactly. And you get to like really experience luxury and that's yeah. how I fell in love with it too. Like, Oh, this is, this is cool. This is something I definitely am interested in. Um, so I totally understand what you're saying. So, so you didn't, you didn't go to New York city to get, you know, your first job. Where did you, where did you go? So our school had also a great, um, relationship with Four Seasons. Four Seasons Corporate is in Toronto, if anybody is wondering. Um, so we also had some alumni that worked, uh, for Four Seasons and Four Seasons Corporate. Uh, they actually came to recruit, um, and they interviewed a lot, a lot of students in our class. I don't know how many now, maybe about 30 or 40, and they offered about 10 positions. Um, In that interview, they ask you kind of like where you want to go. Um, I always was interested in leaving 
uh, Western yeah. New York area. I wanted to, you know, spread my wings. I really wasn't looking for a forever location or a forever home. Um, I wanted to kind of explore. I was, you know, 21 years old. Um, California was always something that I was really, really interested in. I, you know, LA, something like, you know, cool, I guess at the time, that's what I was thinking and warm. I right. hated the cold, still hate the cold. That's why I'm still in Miami. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're like, you're like my buddy, Jim. You're like my buddy, Jim. My buddy, Jim grew up in, in, uh, in Williamsville and yeah. he is the biggest baby when it gets cold. It's yes. unbelievable. He's like, he's like, I can't. Yes. I was like, Jim, relax. It's not that cold. It's like 40 or Like 50 you grew degrees. up in Western New York. <laughs> it's freezing. I, I, I've been down here too long. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I know. And your blood thins out too. Literally anything below 70 degrees. I mm. put a sweater on, put the heat on. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I'll say this. Um, I always used to make fun of people. Um, and I still do. Uh, but I, I, I know when I lived in Miami it didn't matter if it was, you know, 60 degrees, it was mm -hmm. 85 just, you know, four hours ago. So 85 to 60, yes. it's a big drop. So you That's do a get huge cold. Drop. <laughs> you, do, you do get cold yeah. when it's 60 degrees. I know it sounds ridiculous to people, but uh, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll attest to that. You do get cold, but I still think it's ridiculous when I see people in, you know, 50 degree weather wearing freaking snow suits, you know, snow suits, like, you know, like huge coats. I'm like, come on, it's not that cold. Like, throw on a hoodie. Yeah, throw on a sweater, throw on a hoodie. You'll be, you'll live. But no, people right. in Miami, they it's no joke when it gets cold. All the '80s jackets come out. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Um, but Four Seasons had an opening actually in Palm Beach. So I was like, all right, cool, Florida. Let's do it. Yeah. Um. And I didn't expect to like stay there for more than a year or two. Um, but then I really enjoyed it and made some great friends that I, some of which I still have today. Um, also then 2008 happened shortly after we graduated. I graduated from Niagara in 2006. So I was only really two years into my brand new career. Um, you know, a baby still 22, 23 years old. Um, and then I got laid off during the 2008 market crash. So then I stayed in South Florida, and then I ended up working in a restaurant for four years, which I loved. And, really? And yeah, then I went back. So I worked for Four Seasons for two and a half years, um, got laid off, worked in a Tex-Mex restaurant in Boca for four years, <laughs> did everything, yes. loved it, did management, I bartended, I was a server, I did catering. Um, jack of all trades here. I was a jack of all trades. I absolutely fell in love with it. That was supposed to be a super like temporary gig. Um, and it turned into, you know, four years of my life again, made a ton of friends that I still keep in contact with to this day. Um, and then I was like, okay, this is exhausting. <laughs> I was like, Hey, okay, I can't stay in this for forever. So I went back to hotels. I had some connections in Miami and in 2013, I moved to Miami and I've, uh, been here ever since jumping around and working on my career so I was actually just promoted to um, an assistant director um, so I finally uh, finally making it I guess after all these years that's great though that's great yeah no I mean so that's so cool. what's the what's the end goal for you and and uh, like are you do you want to eventually become a general manager or I, I don't even know what they call but like the mm -hmm. head of the head at the the hotel yeah Absolutely. I think a lot of people, especially in operations, 
um, that is their end goal, like hotel manager, general manager, which is usually like the number one and two of a hotel. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to get that high. I'd be comfortable, I think, with a director title, maybe of the front office um, or rooms division, um, which is really where my passion is and my experience. Um, what but, would, you what, know, never say, never say never. Mm-hmm. Right. Out of curiosity, what's what's rooms division? What does that consist of when you say rooms division? Like, is that is that housekeeping? Is that that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. So oh, you're okay. looking at front desk. You're looking at you know the bellman and the doorman. You're looking at housekeeping, um, and sometimes reservations. Uh, reservations can fall under sales or rooms depending on the hotel structure. Um, but yeah, you're looking you know the whole front office concierge. So. Oh, yeah that. That right there interests me a lot is the concierge part. I've mm-hmm. always been interested mm-hmm. in concierge. I wanted to start up my own concierge business in New York City, um, you know, but I was like, I don't really know anybody or anything that would benefit me. But that yeah. that whole concept of being a concierge uh, just totally intrigues me. Like, I love being that go-to guy, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's my, like, that's my, like, dream is, like, because when, when people would come visit me, they'd be like, oh, my God. Nick, I I had connections uh, and, mm-hmm. and, like, really good connections for, you know, a 19, 20-year-old in New York City. <laughs> I had, like, really good connections um, <laughs> where people, like, knew me and I would be, like, shaking hands and, like, getting a table in Little Italy and, like, all this stuff. Like, it was Damn. really cool. It was really cool. I didn't know yeah, this about my, you. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> James James Carmelek and Phil Monin, uh, they came to visit me the one time. And I took them down to Little Italy, and I knew the executive chef there, and and I would just, you know, I would I would go there, I'd be like, hey Miles, and shake his hand, and he'd say, oh Jeremy, come on back, I got a table for you, no yeah. problem, and like it, no wait, no nothing, it was it was, it was cool. Um, That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, it, I, like I can say this, I've lived a life that I never thought I would, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think at the age of eighteen, I was going to bars in New York City, you know having didn't really nice dinners and like, I was living the life that I should never have been living. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I went into like $40,000 in debt in credit card debt. Uh, but oh, I, no. I, it was, <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. The yeah. experiences and the, 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 the knowledge and everything else yeah. like that, it was worth it. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm <laughs> knock on wood. I'm out of that. You know, I, I got out of yeah, that of when course. I moved to Miami. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, it was it was uh it was a interesting interesting time. So that was That's uh so cool. that was that was so when you say concierge, I was like, man, I always yeah. but you know I only had like one or two connections here or there. And when you're a concierge, you have to know everybody and everywhere. And you know you have a rolodex of people. Mm-hmm. You, oh, you want theater tickets? We got that too, and all that. And I don't yeah. I don't have those connections. <laughs> Essentially, yes, but you. When, especially when you're beginning or a beginning concierge or opening your own, you know, concierge, I guess, business or anything like that, you do build up to it, you know, and if you, that's how you start though, with a couple little connections, you have a couple little connections here, they, they know somebody, they know somebody, then you make a business card, you get out there, you go to these different restaurants um, or like you said, theater places to, you know, sporting events. So you just, you build up to it. And then if you're a personable person like yourself, it, you know, it can be very successful and you just have to work on it like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe 
maybe down the road. Maybe that'll be like a retirement. <laughs> never say never. Right? <laughs> right, right. Maybe down the road when I retire, I move back in Miami and and kind of start my own concierge business as a, a little old man and just and I just sit back and help people out. <laughs> you might be very successful doing something like that. Yeah, or you know? I could just go to work and, at a hotel where you work and and you know I can yeah uh, get your foot in the door with the concierge team. There you go. <laughs> so hit me up. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so we were talking about uh, um, you know Miami and everything else like that. Mm -hmm. Out of curiosity, you ever see yourself moving out of Miami, or is Miami the place to? to, to oh shit! A lot of and people I, and ask I say me this, this because all the time. I say this because, I mean, to be honest with you, if I didn't meet Fran, um, mm -hmm. I would never have moved out of Miami. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I moved out of Miami because I met somebody and, mm -hmm. you know, she had kids and we were like, you know, obviously we're going to do what's best for the kids and moving them. School from, and... Yeah, the school, their dad is in, you know, in this town and all that stuff. So I was like, eh, I, I'm going to move. But our goal yeah. is to eventually move back down to Florida, you know, when the kids oh. grow up and, and do their own thing. However, I always got asked, you know, where would you move to if, if, if you didn't stay in Miami? And, and I, I always wanted to, like, I was going to move to California for a little while. And I was like, eh, the taxes are mm -hmm. way too high. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about Chicago and I was like, eh, it's a little too cold, you know? Too cold. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, I was like, I don't know what I would do, but now since I moved out, um, Jim and Melissa, they moved to the Florida Keys, mm -hmm. right? So they left Miami. Oh, that's crazy. They left Miami. They were in that cute yep. little Miami Lakes area. Yeah. My, uh, it was Miami Springs. Yeah. Right. Miami in that Springs. Area. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that they left, uh, my friend who lived on the beach, Alex, he moved, he actually moved to mm -hmm. the uh, West coast of Florida with his wife and kids. Mm -hmm. Um, then I'm trying to think there was another person who I, I remember moving, uh, but, I'm I'm seeing a trend that people are moving, you know, they're kind of like going to more quieter areas. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. saying you're going to move from Miami, you're going to go, you know, somewhere like crazy, but would you mm -hmm. say like, "Eh, I want to tone it down, go to like Boca," you know, or yeah. uh, you know, maybe you 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 did mention that you were interested in California. Now, I'm not saying that you would say this and your 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 work's going to be like, "What? You're going to move?" No, I'm just <laughs> saying like in in the perfect world, I, you know, I snap my fingers and you know, you, you still work, you can fly to work. I don't care, but where would you live if you, if you, uh, if you didn't live in Miami? If I didn't live in Miami, I would probably go to, I would probably stay in Florida. I mean, especially since my parents are here now, that kind of changes the game. Yeah. Um, and I'm not opposed True. to moving. Like you said, you know, you met your wife, you ended up moving, you know, back to Western New York or to Rochester. Like that's, um, you know, that's not out of the question if I were to meet somebody and like it relocated me. Um, right. Obviously, the dating scene in Miami is, is difficult. I think in any big city, it's also difficult. Yeah, um, very, <laughs> very difficult. So I, I'm not opposed to that. Um, I would like to stay somewhere warm. Um, but yeah, I would probably stay in yeah. South Florida, maybe Boca. Um, but like you said, I do have a few, not necessarily close friends, but a few acquaintances that have moved to the West Coast of Florida. It's a little bit more affordable, like you said, a little bit quieter. Yeah. But I, right now, do love it here. I would essentially love to be like in the Coral Gables area. Super expensive, yeah. but again, a little quieter. You're still centrally located, but you can 
live in a condo or a single family home and experience, you know, that type of lifestyle, but still be in the city bubble right. um, and not too far away from everything. So, yeah, I mean, probably Florida is, is the place that I will stay for for the short long term. <laughs> <laughs> for the short long term. The short long term, unless something drastically changes in my life, I'm definitely not opposed to anything. I think yeah. I, you know, I believe in the universe and, you know, yeah. what's meant to be is meant to be. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of people ask me, so when are you going to leave Miami? But unless anything changes, really, this is the place to be, especially in, in the career that I'm in and what I'm doing right now. I mean, what better place than to be where hospitality business is booming? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of a better place in the States for hospitality. Miami mm-hmm. is... It's got to be, I, I, and I don't know this, but it's got to be one of the top five destinations in the country, mm-hmm. right? New York City mm-hmm. is, is, well, not anymore. New York City is, from I everybody, I, and I still have a lot of friends in New York City, yeah. everybody tells me that New York City is, is going to take years to bounce back. That's what I've heard. A lot of our guests yeah. are saying the same, and we're also seeing a trend right now that a lot of New Yorkers are moving to Miami. Yep. I know. Because, I I personally know. I know three people that have moved to to uh, South Florida, whether it's Miami or Boca, uh, mm-hmm. during during the the COVID lockdowns. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, things are open. They can run their business or open a business here or you know here in Miami or relocate to a branch that's down here, depending on what yep. people do. But a lot of lot of New Yorkers are moving to Miami. And, and a lot of these businesses are, you know, you're working from home now, a lot of these businesses yes. that are in, they can go anywhere. in New York City. So so a lot of these guys are saying, you know, and gals, they're saying like, hey, I'm going to go yeah. live in Miami or live in South Florida mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll work from home. I, if you need mm-hmm. me in the office, I'll fly up, but I'm not going to. I'll gonna, fly up and the flights yeah. are cheap. So. Right, right. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely an interesting time. I'm... I'm super interested. I, I can't wait. Honestly, I cannot wait to get uh, traveling again. Like that yeah. is, uh, this has been a really, like, I've said it before. This has been a really nice break for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you think about it since 2007, I have been traveling two to three weeks per month. I remember um, you telling me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longest break I've ever had is two months where I didn't travel, maybe two and a half. And mm-hmm. then now this, and this came right after I got married, right? So I got married yeah. and uh, in, in uh, July, I was going to say August, Ooh, that would have been bad. Uh, <laughs> in July of 2019, uh, I, I got married. So uh, when, it, when it comes down to it, just, you know, what is it, like seven, eight months later, lockdown happened. And now mm-hmm. this is the longest I've ever spent with my wife and kids together in one house, one room, one everything. So it was, yeah. uh, it was much needed and, and it was really cool because all yeah. last year. Yeah. I, I get to spend time with the boys, you know, Fran will go to work and I'll, I'll take them to baseball. I'll take them, you know, wherever, That's awesome. but mm-hmm. yeah, Good. that's uh, a lot of quality time. It's, yeah. uh, I think this pandemic was, I mean, we're still in it. Um, I'm hoping we go back to some more normalcy in the near future. Um, but I right. think it was beneficial for a lot of people. I mean, obviously hard, uh, but, but there, are, there will be some benefits that come out of it. 
oh, for sure. family time for sure. and spending time with loved ones and, you know, spending time with your stepkids is super, super important. And I think you wouldn't have been ever able to have that amount of time if it wasn't for this pandemic. Right. And it, it, it makes me appreciate the time now that I spend with them, you know, even more. So when I do travel, I'll, I'll, I'll appreciate that time that I get to spend mm -hmm. at home again. You know, like, it'll be like, oh, mm -hmm. wow, you know, I miss them more. You know, I missed them before, but mm -hmm. I, it was always status quo. Like, it was always the norm. Like, it was mm -hmm. like, oh, Jeremy's just going to work, you know, and now yeah. it's. He's going to be gone for a week. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Right. He'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. But now it's going to be yeah. like, oh, I'm going to be gone for a week. I haven't, I haven't done that in years. I... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but cool. yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. And, and I'm, uh. I'm excited to see, um, you know, when I come back to Miami, I'm excited to see, you know, some of the changes that are made uh, mm -hmm. because I know every time, I mean, I've only been gone a year and a half or whatever where I've not oh my been God. living there. The skyline is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going like to die. When I, <laughs> when I come visit, when I come visit, like, and I, I, I go there, I drive in or, you know, if I go there for work, I'm like, holy cow, like. That building wasn't even up when I was here last. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. it, it's, they're, they're really, you know, pushing through things. So it's interesting to see. Yeah, it's incredible. So uh, anything else? I, I, like I said, I, I wanted to have you on just yeah. because I, I, I look forward to talking to you about like the hotel industry and things like that. Like I know that you yeah. do a lot of cool things and that you've worked at mm -hmm. some really, really nice uh hotels so i was like i gotta i gotta have her on and just get <laughs> kind of like the low down and, and find out some information so i don't know is there anything else you want to talk about before i uh i let you go um i mean it's it's up to you i i mean i have a lot of stories hospitality is definitely a very unique you, field um uh, a lot of people don't stay in it for too long because again the hours are really not ideal it's right. you know it's hard work you're not really gonna you know get rich until you really put the time in and, and get up in the ranks of management. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it can be very rewarding. You know, I'm, unfortunately I'm not, you know, saving lives, but I hope that I can see that I make a difference in a lot of my guest lives. Um, right. You know, making people smile and making my team smile and laugh. It's, you know, it's, it's sort of rewarding. Sometimes you, you leave work and you're like, okay, that was, that was a cool day or I have, you know, a cool experience or cool stories to talk about, or I learned yeah. something new. You're always learning something new because you're working with people. So you're, you're learning so much random information. It's, it's, you know, it's really unique. So I, I, if, if two things, one, mm -hmm. you guys have an unbelievable penthouse. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, when I say it's unbelievable, like words can't describe it. It's, it's I showed you, gorgeous. right? Yes, you did. Okay, cool. I, I was, you, you was showed, wondering you if showed, I was able showed, to show you. Yeah, you, you showed, and Gary. You showed Gary, Gary and I, yeah. When yeah. he was he was he was doing the like a walkthrough wanting to see the, the property to decide if he was gonna, you know, mm -hmm. stay there with the, the company and whatnot. So I was like I remember. Oh man. So so we saw that. Um yes. you don't have to name names, obviously, mm -hmm. for you know, privacy stuff like that, but any cool stories behind the penthouse or any cool stories behind just yeah. random guests that come there that you're like, holy crap, this, this, this happened. You know, any, any cool stories before we go, leave us with a, with a good one. With a good one. All right. Let me think. Um, well, just a little insider on the penthouse, the going rate, um, which does fluctuate, but the going rate for that room is 
$50,000 per night. Um, <laughs> is, there, is, there, is, there, is there a nightly minimum? No, there no nightly minimum unless, you know, it's a blackout date or a certain period of time. Okay. But if you wanted to walk in and the penthouse was available and you wanted to book it, we could give it to you for 50 grand plus tax. <laughs> the, the, the low rate of $50,000. And, and now, honestly, is, is, it, is it rented quite a bit? You'd be surprised. You'd be wow. surprised. And honestly, wow. in this pandemic, a lot of people have really done well financially. Um, I'm assuming some of your listeners, maybe yourself are into stocks and, um, Bitcoin right now, which are doing, Bitcoin is doing very well. Um, so we're seeing a lot of like new financial upcomer, up and comers or up and coming financial people, um, that have made it big really recently and they want to spend their money and they want to have fun. So, uh, we're seeing a lot of those guests, not only booking our penthouse, but like our signature suites, which we do have a lot of that are also, you know, quite high rates per night. Um, yeah. We have a lot of events too at the hotel that bring a lot of celebrities. Um, I want to name names so bad, but <laughs> no, I don't no, want to get in trouble. I won't let you. So, uh, <laughs> let you. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because you know that I'm I'm sworn to secrecy and I've done very well over the last 15 years. Um, but we see you know a lot of celebrities, a lot of a lot of people that you know you see on the Forbes billionaire list. That's kind of like who our clientele are. Um, I will say this: I don't have a specific example that I can think of off the top of my head, but. Um, Two things, uh, very, very wealthy people and celebrities, especially, you'd be surprised they're normal people. Um, it's, I mean, maybe you know this from living in New York and stuff too, but everybody puts, um, you know, some of these people on pedestals, but at the end of the day, right. they just live life and they travel with their families and their friends and they don't want to be placed on this pedestal all the time. They just kind of want to like come to our hotel and be incognito. Um, and enjoy life. Um, the second, do these, do these, wait, before you go out of that, do yeah. these people like go to the pool with random people yes. like us? Really? Yes. Okay. I, I was wondering, and, and, yes. and with your clientele, even, even the schmucks, like, you know, myself who stayed there, I stayed there, I think one You're or two nights, schmuck. <laughs> but, yeah. but even, even the schmucks, like, like do, they don't go bother them. They're, they're, they're focused on having a good time with their family or their friends, right? They're, they're, exactly. Like, Exactly. Celebrities don't get like bombarded at the pool by other people. Like they might say like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" You know, but mm-hmm. they don't get bothered. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was, I was wondering because like, mm-hmm. I, I, I know that some, some celebrities are just assholes. Other celebrities and mm-hmm. and you know, you know, wealth to do people are really mm-hmm. down to earth. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've met a, a, a few where I'm like, "Holy cow!" Like they are so nice and then, so nice, so cool, so down to earth. Like you said, yeah. Um. Well, so yeah, the second thing you were saying, sorry. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, you get your share, fair share of assholes too, but you know, that's just with any customer service. Well, I'll just say, yeah, that comes <laughs> yeah. with a job. Um, however, the second thing I was going to say, and this really has nothing to do with celebrities, but more so um, the clientele of luxury hotels in general, um, I'm always surprised. After all these years in working in luxury hotels, I think that I've heard it all or every single request, um, you know, you think you've heard. 
but there's always something that surprises me. There's always that one request where you're just like, what? Like that doesn't even exist. Um, you know, <laughs> that people want. And they think that, you know, since we, with our concierge and, you know, with our guest relations team and things like that, that we can make things happen. We really pride ourselves on that. You know, we have sometimes these invisible magic wands that we can perform miracles. Um, but then sometimes it's like, no, that's, that's, no, I can't do that. <laughs> so. Well, when, when you have a golden mammoth, they're like, yeah. shit, this place can do anything. Anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, I think the hardest thing is Miami is a big city. So obviously we have access to a lot of different things. Um, right. different foods. The food scene here is amazing. Uh, different cultures. So, so yeah, I'm sure you miss that. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it like crazy. I miss like yeah. just like ceviche. Like oh my yes. god, I miss like ah, really ceviche one hundred five. Yeah. Oh, ceviche one hundred five. Yes, yes. That's that's what's one of my favorites. That's one yep. of my favorites. Um, but yeah, like ceviche or like Cuban food. Like you mm -hmm. know, just yeah, sometimes you just, just need like a. a cafecito and a, and a mango juice like yeah. and tostada like that's all you yeah. want <laughs> right, right, right but no i i like a was it a pastelito or something yeah yes. like, i just yep. i love i just the La Guava when i moved series. yep yep when i when i moved to miami i was um you know i was into like like seafood like like um sushi things like that but mm -hmm. Then I moved there. I never liked beans. And then, you know, I think I dated a, a, a Cuban girl and and we went out, you know, for Cuban food. And I was yeah. like, oh, you got to have it. And I was like, huh. rice and so beans, rice, rice and beans. And, yeah. and then, uh, you know, I would hang out with my buddy Ray and and uh, and Lily and, and we would go to, um, you know, a, a Latin place or, you know, Cuban place. And we'd get like malanga soup. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. my God, this is so good. Like, the food is just so good. So, so good. Yes. And you'd be surprised. Like, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the high end places have amazing food too. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm trying to think, um, uh, what's the, the, the restaurant in the Epic hotel on the bottom floor there. Oh, uh, Zuma. Zuma. So good. Zuma. Mm -hmm. Oh, Zuma's and, awesome. I mean, like unbelievably good. So I, I was, yeah. I was, I was amazed at that. I've, I've been there a few times and then I think it's like catch 31 or, or something like that. It's area, area, Area thirty one or area something. Epic? It's up. Yeah, area yeah, thirty one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that place too. Like mm -hmm. they have amazing food. Um, yeah, they just renovated too, and you know, with yeah. the, you can see brick all of Brickle. They have the yeah the pool up. I on was the, there like, when they started floor. renovating. My uh, my brother, my brother and sister, my brother in law and sister in law took um, her father to a Miami Dolphins game and they're like hey mm -hmm. is the apartment open I was like yeah you know you go, go stay there so mm -hmm. they stayed there and then I had to come down for work um and I uh I ended up uh you know actually staying at Gary had a place down there I stayed at his place so I was like let's go out to dinner so I took them out to dinner and we went to area 31 and they were just renovating I was like damn it I wanted to sit outside and all that but it was still a very good dinner still a very good dinner but yeah Absolutely. um but yeah, no, I th those are those are th those are the things I miss. I miss I miss the, I just miss the the city feel, right? You know, yeah. I'm in the suburbs now, which yeah. is cool. Like I, I we were we were messaging when we were setting this up. We were messaging, and I was like, you know, I have mm -hmm. 
you know, quadrupled my space now, like if, if not more. And I was like, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. to, to have space. Like you don't realize what, what, what luxury it is to have space until you Agreed. have it. Agreed. You know, I told you, I told you in New York city, I, I had 220 square yeah. feet. That's insane. Then, I mean, I don't have that much here in Miami, but 220, I would right. die. <laughs> well, when I, when I moved to Miami, I went from 220 to 840. 840 or 850 or whatever it was yeah. so you you figure i quadrupled it there <laughs> yeah and i was like wow this is mm -hmm. awesome and and then you know i was like this is great and then now that i have this i'm like oh my god but to be honest with you you really don't need much space no you really you don't. don't and i think living in an apartment um in a city you learn how to um you know, be organized, if anything, and not be a, I mean, not be a hoarder. I mean, that's obviously a very dramatic uh, right. <laughs> example, but you no, get rid true, of though. things. So you go through one thing and then you replace it. You don't stock up on, you don't need 17 different types of lotion on your dresser. Um, right. you know, so I, I find it kind of like, I find it as a, as a good way to organize, um, to live in a smaller space. I was visiting my parents um, a few months ago and my mom, and dad they just moved into this you know beautiful new house and they have a huge kitchen with a huge pantry and a huge laundry room and she's like oh you know you should get an air fryer and a vegetable chopper and all these things i was using in the kitchen there and i said i don't have room for all these things and she's like oh right. that's so that's so sad <laughs> <laughs> i was like it's not that sad i'm okay without my air fryer <laughs> oh that's great yeah that's great but I get it. I get the, um, yeah. you know, the comparison. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I do enjoy having the space, but, um, mm -hmm. you have space for an air fryer. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, we, we have, we have, a we have a toaster oven air fryer yeah. combo on our countertop. I don't know. I don't. Perfect. It's nice. <laughs> I don't see the, I don't see the, uh, the need for it, but it's nice. Yeah. But see, you would be able to live without it. <laughs> oh yeah. I lived without it for, you know, however many years, uh, well, 34 years or 35 yeah. years. And then I just got it this year. So I was like, yeah, perfect. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for, uh, sharing, uh, you know, you know, your time, your stories. And, uh, I, I look forward to seeing you. I think the last time I saw you, we had dinner mm -hmm. at, uh, what was it? We had dinner at, um, what's the hotel east east hotel right yeah didn't we have dinner mm -hmm. down there yeah that was uh that was fun but uh it's, it's been fun. a while it's it's been it's, a while so when yeah. i do get down to miami again um hopefully i want to get down there in, in the near future uh yeah. like in a couple months so i will oh, awesome. yeah yes, yeah for I'm, gonna sure. tr I'm gonna try to bring fran down um if not cool. it'll just be me probably um but We'll we'll get together. We'll have a we'll have a cocktail cool. and uh, or two. Absolutely. And and uh, or three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, so, also, I think our uh, oh. high school reunion is coming up too. So I'm thinking I, about you know if what? that materializes. Maybe I yeah, take a little visit I, to Buffalo. Yeah, and even if it doesn't materialize, I I like if if people don't do anything about it, I would mm -hmm. love to do it. I would love mm -hmm. to like help put it together because. I think it would just be so much fun. I mean, I, I, I use on, on social media. I, I hate social media, but I like it. Um, Agreed. I'm the same. Somebody somebody mentioned like, oh, you have a lot of alumni on the, there. You know, like, is this like an alumni reunion show? And I was like, 
no dickhead. I was like, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's just that a lot of people are doing pretty cool things that cool I want to talk yeah. to them about. Cool yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, but I mean, I don't know if they meant it in a mean way or or not, but I was, I took it in that way. I was like, no, I was like, they're just doing cool yeah. shit, like. <laughs> Shay is a phenomenal chef and yeah, you know he's doing big things. Um I mean somebody that we didn't graduate with, but Lynn Rudda or Ruda, her name was Lynn Bona, she's running yeah. for mayor of the I, village. I of listened to that. Actually I listened to that podcast and she like is gold. Um God. especially with like her her hundred bucket hundred things to do before you die and getting yes. up at four in the morning. Like I go to bed at four in the morning. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I I took away. I, I actually I started building my my list of one hundred things, my life list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started building it, and just whatever. I think I I recorded with her. I think on last Thursday, mm-hmm. and I was like, man. So this weekend, I just I just jotted down like one or two things, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna start building up that list. But it's it's so cool. Like she's she's on point. Like she's got her shit together. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. but I was Lynn, like, if you're listening... like that. Yeah, are are motivating. I'm like, I'm like, I want to get this on, and I want to, you know, I want to talk to people like that. That's why, like, I have two different episodes. Episodes. I have the the Monday Motivation series, and then I have the Whatever Wednesday series. And the Monday Motivation, I talk to people like, you know, I could have you on and talk to you on how you moved up the ladder, you know, from all these different high end hotels and how you moved up the ladder so quick. and maybe it's not quick to you, but it's pretty quick, I think. And Thank you. then, you know, our whatever Wednesdays, I, I like to talk to people about just interesting things. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether it is uh, just about fitness or, you know, travel or whatever, I like, I just love to just learn. So I wanted to learn about occupancy and, you know, you, you shared mm-hmm. some, some pretty good, uh, you know, things about occupancy so I, that I never would have known. Mm-hmm. So... When I go to hotels, I'm gonna be like, yeah, "What's your occupancy? Let me let me let me try to negotiate this right here." Because they're gonna look like at you like, not that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, "Who are you? Who do you think you are?" Yeah, like, like don't you know who I is think? Is this a visit I am? from corporate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but well, no, uh, thank, thank you, you again. so much. Of course, yes. thank you. I had a great time. This is my obviously first podcast, and um, well, we're gonna, super cool we're gonna to have chat to do it with again. you. This is yeah. I would love to. I'm I'm definitely. Um, Signing myself up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, no, but thank you, Jeremy. This is awesome. And thank you for, you know, just chatting with me and letting me ramble on for an hour and a half. I really, I really enjoyed it. Good. Excellent. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete, or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, If you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online, where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping uh orders are due every thursday by noon and then you get them the following week Uh, all orders will be shipped out uh, the following monday and boom meals to your door so check out eatrightfoods.com sir giggy bank payment tracker 
whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then GigiBank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. GigiBank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out GigiBank in the app stores. All right. And SaberCon, for all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys. Uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.